millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Hi guys, I am Latana Oroche. Welcome to the second episode of Eurotalk. This week had a lot of drama, a lot of action. We saw Chelsea losing away at Leeds 3-0. We also saw Liverpool losing away at the fellow traditional big club, Manchester United, two goals to one. We saw PSG run rampant against Leo, 7-1, including one of the fastest goals you would ever see. Leo Messi to Kylian Mbappe within 8 seconds or so. Juventus weren't able to win. We saw Atletico Madrid, a very, very, very drop performance from Diego Simeone's men as Unai Emery's Fidel got points against them. We saw Real Madrid run extremely rampant extremely rampant <laughs> against Celta Vigo it was such a good performance and I'm here to talk about everything so just stay tuned you know of course I'm going to start from Old Trafford Liverpool at Manchester United it was a much anticipated clash for uh not for the usual reasons at least I mean it's 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 not really it's not really common that you see these two sides uh having a rough time simultaneously you know Manchester United enjoyed a lot of success under Sir Alex Ferguson Liverpool also enjoyed success during spells with Sarah Ferguson and was at Manchester United but there was also large spells where uh, they looked drab and of course Manchester United were the best team in the land and in the past few years Liverpool have of course been able to compete uh, on the continental stage and domestically at the absolute highest level winning some losing some while Manchester United have looked nowhere competing but yesterday they found themselves at Old Trafford playing for their first win of the season three games in it sounds almost unbelievable, but that was the case. And Manchester United came out convincing winners. I am in no doubt that Manchester United deserved to win that game. Uh, I will start from the Man United perspective before going to the Liverpool perspective because uh, that performance from Man United, the the lineup, the choices Eric Ten Hag made. I mean, at the end of the day, they won. And as I said already, I think Manchester United deserved to win that game or at least if they lost the game it would be it would have seemed a bit harsh and because of a few things here 
first of all, I want to commend my United's effort and how much they put into it. I know this might sound cliche, but honestly, sometimes football isn't as complex as we might make it out to be. Because, like, sometimes all you need to do is just to really want something, to really put in the extra years, to really just stick to basics, you know. Because as a new coach especially, you know, if you're trying to build something here and the basics aren't right at your football club, then I think it's going to be hard. I think everyone should, of course, build from basics because a club like Manchester United, there were a lot of basic things that they weren't doing right. A lot of, like, their ball retention skills in terms of just simple passing their pressing was so bad and not only even if you don't want to press very high up the pitch but even the way they defend as a team so these are certain things that you have to correct as like there's no there's no going up from there there's really no going up from there if certain things are faulty and what we saw from Manchester United yesterday was them doing the basics right you know what I'm saying everyone was pushing the extra yard and when you come up against a team that uh, like Liverpool's performance yesterday right where you know, which I'm going to get into, but there's a lot that's going wrong with the team, then I think you will most likely beat them, especially if you're a team with the quality of Manchester United. You know what I'm saying? So, kudos to Man United, uh, Malasia, uh, Varane, Martinez, uh, all these guys put in shifts, and the guys in the middle, the guys up front, Marcus Rashford played uh, his best game in a while. Uh, he scored a goal. I mean, his first half was, was quite uh, anonymous, but in the second half, he came up with a big goal. Anthony Martial came on at halftime and just, wow, the, the work he did to assist Marcus Rashford. Once again, another controversial offside call that went against us, Liverpool. But I'm not going to dwell on that too much because, I don't know, like with this offside call, <laughs> I don't know. You just hope that someday uh, you also get your own fair share of these tight offside calls that will help you win games, of course. So I'm not going to dwell on that at all. And moving on from that, Liverpool, from Liverpool's perspective, there's a lot going on about Liverpool. There's a lot of talk about Liverpool, you know. And this is a, this is a side that have achieved a lot and have missed out on a lot. I think at the end of the day, as a Liverpool fan, it almost seems quite harsh, you know. Maybe with, with people talking about this Liverpool side. I mean, Liverpool like finished behind Manchester City with one point on two occasions. And the thing is, if you're reflecting on this season, this is, this is something that... Like, you can always point back to different points in seasons, right? Where you say they could have done this better or that better. But so with Manchester City, you know, every team doesn't play every game better. You can look at the games Manchester City lost or drop points or whatever. Like, even look at Manchester City drop points and Newcastle, right? No one plays a mark. It, it, like, no one goes a season without losing points or dropping points to unexpected teams, right? But at the end of the day, these things can go on the flip of a coin. Like, a very simple example without even maybe analysing too much of Liverpool's side. You can even say, for example, if 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 Manchester City considered a penalty when Rodri clearly handled the ball against Everton, would have been saying something different. So, at the end of the day, it's hard to take as a Liverpool fan. You also have to respect Manchester City for keeping up to that level. And for Liverpool, like, it's harsh, but all they need to do is, I mean, like... <laughs> If you compete on that level, on that level, of course, you're still going to win more more of these trophies, you know. So it's, it's. I mean, it almost seems like the trophy count is not a very true representation of how good the team have been. Like, in fact, that they've gotten over 90 points in three of the last four seasons and uh, won the Premier League just once in that in that spell. Which is, of course, as a Liverpool fan, I'm very happy, you know. I can remember in 2015 or so, I said... <laughs> I was joking, of course, but I was like, let's just win the league. Like, I don't mind if we relegate uh, the season after. I just really wanted to win the league because, of course, I hadn't seen my team win the league. But now to today's game, or sorry, yesterday's game, I mean, we saw a lot of things wrong with Liverpool. First of all, 
the midfield is the most talked about thing. Like I just muted the word midfield on my Twitter because it's getting a lot. It's a lot. <laughs> Everyone's talking about the midfield of Liverpool, blah, blah, blah. And Jurgen Klopp, of course, did not silence those talks by starting Henderson, Milner and Harvey Elliott. A very, I wouldn't call it controversial, but I mean, in the Liverpool fan world, it, it is controversial, you know, because uh, Jordan Henderson has been someone who was at the back of a lot of criticism for the past for a while now, you know, for some months now, to be to be honest, or since even the start of the season, that's even intensified uh, even more. And to some extent, rightfully so, Jordan Henderson has not been playing his best football in any way. And of course, people are clamoring for Henderson to be dropped. Uh, I have to say, over club's time at Liverpool, Henderson has been dropped numerously. There were times when Henderson wasn't in our starting XI, I must say that. Uh, but of course, in the past... Uh, few seasons or yeah Henderson has almost always had a guaranteed place a lot of the times he's merited it and sometimes it just seems that even when he's off form Klopp would just rather keep playing him off form and hopefully he plays himself uh, back into form again and about yesterday's game the midfield was it was an awful showing you see people like James Milner who Liverpool fans are so obsessed with and saying oh why does James Milner start games in 2022 right yeah this is 2022 correct why does James Milner start games in 2022? I mean, it's not that hard, is it? Like, if, you have, if you're a team that you have a lot of injury problems, then of course you're going to see names that you don't usually see, you know? Just like in 20, what's it called? 2020, uh, 2020, 2021, when we had like all centre-backs injured, basically, then of course you have to start seeing people like Nat Phillips or even the Jordan Henderson that people are complaining that isn't good enough for me if you're playing in defence. I, I don't think there's any squad in world football, any squad, like let's just keep quiet for a bit and be realistic. James Milner isn't playing in 2022 because of the love club has for him. He's not even fifth choice midfielder. You know what I'm saying? Uh, it's 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 because of the situation now. Also, this doesn't also excuse like Klopp or let's say the owners. I think everyone has a bit of a part, a bit of a blame to to take to carry to shoulder or whatever for yesterday's performance because uh, like. It's not a surprise. It didn't come as a surprise, you know. It didn't come as a It wasn't like we fielded certain players yesterday and we got beat convincingly. That would have been surprising, right? But that wasn't the case. Not close to it. Uh, like, I wasn't really expecting much, to be honest. I wasn't expecting much. Like, and I, I, I couldn't even care less because... I mean, I expect too much. It's like, oh, okay, probably maybe they would draw. So, like, I mean, like, we've seen draws be on doing time and time again. So, I can't even be asked if we lose this one. It's fine. It's 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 very fine if it just serves as a as a wake up call. Yeah, but Liverpool just failed to do a lot. And I know Man United centre backs and and also their wing backs as well. They were very tight, very aggressive. But also in the centre, it was clear Liverpool were lacking any form of presence. Like, I was really like Rafa Varane had a good day. Of course, he had to work. And Martinez had to work as well. But it's not... They didn't have to work remotely as much as if Liverpool had a presence up front. Darwin Nunes. This is on you, bro. And even Joko Jota, he's injured, you know. And another thing that needs to be said, finally, and talked about, is Liverpool's defensive line. Excluding Alisson Becker, who had, to be fair, a really good game. I mean, he pulled up like two really good saves. And without him, maybe it could have been worse, you know. It could have been worse. And... Virgil van Dijk hasn't made his best start to season. He considered the penalty versus uh, versus Fulham. Although some people might say it's soft spot. It is what it is, you know. You have to give him the stick that you would have given anybody, you know what I'm saying? I can imagine if Daniel Lovren did that, you know. I can I can imagine. I can remember, sorry to reference, in 2019, the penalty van Dijk considered against Manchester City at Anfield that Brian Marais played to Mars. 
we had fans talking. We had people saying, oh, Lovren almost gave away a penalty versus Aguero in this game. And I'm like, are you guys mental with this analysis? So it's almost like the obsession with Mayona. Okay, he didn't have his best, but you literally see your defenders at the back actually making actual mistakes, right? And you just choose to focus on this guy. I will never be a fan of that. You know, I love Virgil van Dijk. Absolute top class. Probably the best at what he does, but it doesn't excuse him from any form of criticism or anything that you just willfully give other players, you know. Trent has been poor, Robertson has been poor, Van Dijk has been poor, and it's been largely one of, like, we love to talk about the midfield, but it's been largely one of the reasons why, you know what I'm saying, why, because it's almost hard when, like, because at the start of games, right, at the start of games, you might start a game very well, but sometimes the both teams are kind of like, you know, it takes the time to sometimes to get into your rhythm, and and a lot of the time, it's, it's the case with Liverpool, right, it's the case with Liverpool, but at the same time, you don't always have to, you know, you don't, like, the mistakes always have to creeping you have to like we have defenders who are very capable on the ball and even Trent for example the passes was playing yesterday the passes was playing yesterday a lot of them was playing them at the wrong time and apart from the fact that they lack the accuracy that they usually have but when when when, when the team is open right when you and you just give away the ball then it's just hard you know I mean after my United scored 1-0 I was calm you know the frantic start didn't they didn't like make me feel like oh we're not going to win the game but it was even what I saw after that what I saw after that I was quite convinced that we're not going to win the game when we started having like 75% of the ball or whatever make no mistakes Liverpool had enough of the ball to to do something with it but at the same time they never looked like really scoring we had touches in, we had enough touches in the position box as well but it was just it generally a toothless performance David De Gea did not need to work and you know with the form David De Gea <laughs> has been in you know it's kind of a shame to be honest that you don't give that guy more to do, you know, because I'm sure the players would have known that. Apart from the fact that, of course, David De Gea can always have one of those games. You know, he's he's one of those players in world football that, you know, he can have one of those games. And when he has one of those games, he is absolutely unreal, right? But it's also that, you know, what's been going on with him. It's also that, you know, everything. He himself knows what's been going on. I feel he is also under pressure. I think this was a perfect game to, I mean, it's sad that he didn't keep a clean sheet, right? Most of like getting a consolation at the end. But it's also one that will be good for his confidence as well because it was a game where, I mean, <laughs> there were no mistakes. And to be honest, to be fair to him, there was also no avenue to make a mistake unless he literally carried the ball in a goal kick, turned around and smashed it into his net. So moving forward for Liverpool, it's, it's kind of a complex season because there's been so many injuries, you know what I'm saying? And without these injuries, Liverpool will be feeling likes of Thiago Nabiketa and their midfield will be looking a lot better, to be honest. But at the moment, there, there are injuries. There is a problem, you know, and you have like, injured good guys and you have uh experienced guys who aren't injured right now but are currently underperforming and not on form okay and it happens like every player goes off form right but we just have guys that are really not on form right now and then the next there's no in between the next is teenagers the likes of Cavallo and uh Elliot and stuff so Liverpool need to go into the market or like they need to go into the market at least to buy one you know at least to buy one midfielder and I'm sure they've wanted to do that all season. If not, they wouldn't have contacted Chouameni. Mind you, when Liverpool were going for Chouameni, there was no injury crisis. It was during the summer. Everyone was okay, right? So that shows intent. And let's see what happens, right? Moving on from that game, Real Madrid. I just want to like, I almost do not have words for Real Madrid and their performance at Celta Vigo. It's some of the best <laughs> transition football I've ever seen. Some of the best counter-attacking football I've ever seen. It was ridiculous. It was ridiculous. Ah, oh, Luka Modric, Vinicius Junior. Like I, I don't just know. Like there's just a lot that there's just a lot to say. You know, 
Watching Valverde, Valverde is just so good. He's so good at football. He reminds me of myself. Don't laugh. It's not funny. I'm not joking. He literally does. Everyone who's played with me knows that. <laughs> so, yeah. I see you're laughing. It's not funny because I'm very, very serious. He's, he's such a well-rounded player, uh, Federico Valverde. And the way he just runs, the way he just moves. I mean, he didn't have the best of first halves, but... I, I I love him so much. He's one player. He's one player I genuinely wish I had in my squad because I feel like he's almost like I would say like a Henderson mode in terms of what you want to do. Want Henderson to do on that right side, but I just think that he's playing a lot better than Jordan Henderson. And of course, he's a player that we can't get any chance on. But I think he's a player that improves any team in world football because because. You can send him wide. You can also keep him tall in the center. Like, he can just do a lot. He can just do a lot. He's just a, generally a good football player. He can even play in the center of defense. Like, wow, what a player. And Vinicius Jr., his, his, his progress, his, his, his development since the start of last season and also continuing into this season as well has been absolutely massive. He finished that game with a goal and an assist as well. <sighs> Luka Modric, nowhere near done. Nowhere near done. It's unbelievable how good Luka Modric still is at, at the age of 37. I mean, around 34, 35. He had kind of like an offseason. Like the season where he won the Ballon d'Or wasn't a good season for uh, for him domestically in terms of his, his, his adventures with Real Madrid. He was not having a good season on that level. But the way he's bounced back since then, uh, last season, this like it's, it has to be really commended. He's been really, really good and it's just like there's maybe almost no 37 year olds in world football that are playing at the level of Luka Modric currently you know none I mean Cristiano Ronaldo isn't doing badly he finished top scorer I'm sorry second top scorer in the Premier League last season which isn't bad it's you know it's a praise an old man it's impressive still but the level to which Luka Modric is playing consistently as well you know is is absolutely mind-boggling and lastly on Real Madrid I want to talk about Eden Hazard because I think we just need to take a moment to realize in my opinion this might be actually the <laughs> the worst transfer in football history. He's got four goals, four league goals in four years. That's one goal a year. But it's not it's not even about that because there's a lot of players who have come to clubs and done nothing right. But it's about the profile of you, the profile. We saw even Coutinho at Barcelona, at least his first six months at Barcelona. He was excellent. He hit double-figure goals in his first six months at Barcelona, you know? What I'm saying, like, at least, every, at least, if even if you look at flops generally, even if you want to talk about, like, let's let's come back to Liverpool, right? Navigator, he's had spells when he's been consistently good, right? And then, you know, almost every flop at least has a spell, maybe ish. I don't know. Hazard was bought for over hundred million. Over he was who was that guy number seven? He was that guy, Eden Hazard. I give him the best player in the Premier League, one of the best players in the world, superstar to the absolute highest level. He was the next Galactico. He was that guy. He was, and he's just done nothing. Injuries haven't helped. But when he's played, you know, you can see how much his teammates want him to succeed. Of course, I'm sure everyone at Real Madrid, of course, knows how talented he hasn't. It's not, it's not even remotely, like, it's not a secret. <laughs> it's not a secret. But he's just got to make that impact on the pitch, you know. And uh, Real Madrid got a penalty. South Africa considered one. And Benzema, you know, how selfless he is. He showed that once again in giving Hazard the penalty to take. And what penalty? What is up with Edin Hazard? I I don't know. I, I think Real Madrid fans to get back to me on this one. What are you guys actually thinking? Should Real Madrid just call it quitter? Because I don't know, man. You spend a lot of money on this guy. He's in his 30s now. 
it doesn't look like you know because you also invest the money in young players you saw how much Real Madrid even wanted Mbappe and you still have guys like Vinicius and all these guys so like I don't know maybe it's just time to I mean not everything works right you just say okay call it quits yeah it's been a massive failure waste of investment let's just I don't know sell him I don't know wherever but what do you guys think should happen with Eden Hazard and finally I'm going to conclude this episode with Paris Saint-Germain and I will actually want to do an episode with Paris Saint-Germain bringing some some guys on the show to talk about this because they look very good right now uh not for the first time though PSG have actually played some um, good football in, in a lot of seasons right this is not the this is not the first time PSG are playing good I mean under Laurent Blanc they played some really good football even to be honest with you uh aside the uh what's it called yeah they are <laughs> they are extremely crazy uh uh, fall against Barcelona in the second leg. The first leg was one of some of the best football I've ever seen PSG play. You know, so they've, they've done it. You know what I'm saying. And of course, the big question is always the Champions League. The Champions League is a very funny competition. We know the way it works. I don't mean to educate you on the way the Champions League works, but it's almost as if you can play a perfect season and one game is enough to get you out of the door. You know what I'm saying? That's that's the that's the, the trickiness of, of cup competitions. You know, it's the trickiness of it. So, I mean, PSG playing well, doing so well and Messi playing quite well Neymar playing quite well Mbappe being Mbappe you know Neymar is one that's been quite tricky because he's been off it for a while now but he looks he looks really invigorated this season again and you know that might be massive for PSG especially in the big games you know because that was something I was like you know in big games like over the past two seasons Mbappe seemed like the only person that showed up which was very disappointing I mean in the Champions League but still no matter how good PSG play it's hard to pull it's hard to pull uh that UCL demand and just because of the nature of the competition I mean there's some coaches like I mean Liverpool coach Jurgen Klopp has done quite a good job of getting to a lot of Champions League finals quite unfortunate that he hasn't won more than one uh, but you know it's not you don't really see like Champions League is kind of tricky right even a club like Bayern I mean you win but you don't have to get there every season you don't have to win every season but with PSG because they haven't won it almost seems like every season that's like the objective and the goal and I can't lie, they want to win that as well. Like, we shouldn't kid ourselves. It's, it's really important for them to win it. But I'm just saying from my point of view, the analysis and the way PSG have said this so far, which is almost perfect, it still doesn't say anything. You know, it doesn't say that they win the Champions League. But there has to be some minimums, I believe. Uh, there has to be some performance that we shouldn't see from them in the Champions League, unless it to be actually underwhelming. And also maybe some teams that you shouldn't possibly be going out to. I know it's football and these things happen, but... It is what it is, right? It is what it is, you know? And so far, so good. Leo Messi fans, this should be a very exciting season for you because it seems up and going, up and running. And this is Messi in the league all, you know? So we expect massive things from Messi. And who knows, like, this is a World Cup here. Argentina looking really good as well. Really, really good. Uh, maybe your fave might have another ball under your charge in the bag. I personally do not care about that i don't care about that uh yeah so i think <laughs> i think that's about it for my second episode uh you guys tell me what you think about certain things the two main topics for me here firstly liverpool 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 the whole midfield discussion we know how good they are when there's a lot of guys going also their, their, their top two choice strikers are out Femino is far from it he's of course, he's still a good player and can still add and will still win us points in some games, but he shouldn't be starting these games anymore. He's off it. As we know that, we know that Thiago, Keita, all these guys injured Curtis, Konate, Matip. Like, you know, it's it's a long injury list. 
and uh they still have players who can do better than they've done currently. Also, selection is a massive um, cause of controversy at Liverpool right now. And Jurgen Klopp is getting a lot of heat and stick from Liverpool fans once more. Please do not forget to like, share and subscribe. Be number one. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Normally, being a little extra can be a bit much. But when it comes to healthcare, it pays to be extra. And United Healthcare makes it easy with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they supplement your primary plan, helping you manage out-of-pocket costs without the usual requirements and restrictions like deductibles and enrollment periods. So when it comes to covering your medical bills, you can feel good about being a little extra. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com trip for free shipping and 365-day returns.